but when it comes down to it do actually doing it is about just focus it's about getting out the door day after day after day it's about doing that you know interval run on a day where you absolutely don't feel like it it's about just you know running digging deep when you're feeling like you just can't do it passion doesn't come there a quiet focus and sense of determination is what comes into play there Have you ever wondered what it takes to achieve something so ambitious it almost seems preposterous In today's episode we have some insights for you that will get you going on that goal you set out for yourself I am Sandhya Acharya and you are listening to Vibha Connections One nondescript winter day in 1966 Catherine Schweitzer a journalism student of Syracuse University ran 6 miles with her coach Arnie Brig since there was no women's running team there or anywhere else for that matter she was training unofficially with the men's cross country team as they ran her coach told her stories as usual of the brave people who had run the Boston Marathon Catherine replied oh let's quit talking about the Boston Marathon and run it Annie wasn't sure she could do it. After all, no woman had. He challenged Catherine to run the distance in practice. In response, Catherine ran 31 miles, 5 miles more. She was more than ready for the Boston Marathon. On the day of the event, it was not the miles alone that Catherine was up against. As the race began, Some people noticed she was a girl and waved at her and cheered her but some people did not The organizers of the race did not like it they believed it was against the rules one of the organizers tried to stop her physically violently attacking her Catherine was shocked and upset but this only made her even more determined to finish What started out as a simple challenge had turned into something bigger She was now running for every girl who had been looked over, put down and disregarded. Other runners came forward supporting her as she ran and finished. Thus on April 19, 1967, Catherine created history by becoming the first woman to officially finish the Boston Marathon. Running is often not just about one race, about your pace or distance. It goes deeper. For many runners, it becomes that essential thing that keeps them grounded, but also soaring high. Yes, the runners high. It becomes a way of life. When I was introduced to Maya Bisnir, I was struck with not just her running feats, which are many, I was impressed with her willingness to gather her wisdom and passion that she herself gains through running and share it with the world. Like Catherine, running is not just her personal passion. It's turned into something bigger. It gives me great pleasure in introducing our guest for today's session, Maya Bisnir. 
Maya is many things, career professional, wife, mother, and runner. During our conversation, we touched upon so many truths. I can guarantee these truths will not just help you in your running journey, but whatever it is that you're undertaking. There are invaluable life lessons in here. Listen on. Welcome, Maya. I'm so excited to have you with us. Um, and our listeners are going to be equally excited, I think, hearing you talk. Um, to start off, I, from the little I know you, I know you have crossed many finish lines. But how did you get to that start line? How did your running journey begin? Sandhya, I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation. So thank you, first of all, for having me. Um, yeah, maybe we can start at the start, right? Um, yeah, um, you know, I've always uh, been on the active side. Um, in school, I used to do some sports and all that. And then life happens, right? Um, with work and kids, um, there's no time to focus on on anything that's that that really gives us fulfillment, or it feels like that. Um, but um, I have a pretty, uh, you know, I had a pretty intense start to my like running. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I just realized that I'm going to hit 10 years of running this year. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super exciting. And I actually registered for Boston Marathon a few minutes back next year's. So celebrating a, a few things this year. Uh, so, so going back to the the story, right, my actual like real running started in December of 2012. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and um, you know, as I, I think we chatted about this briefly before, but when the um, Sandy Hook Elementary School like shooting happened and um, just going back to that day, right, my kids were I had dropped my kids to school and I was sitting in the office. We live right next to the elementary school. I was sitting in the office, which was, I was working from home. It was my startup. And then, um, so I can look out the window and look at my kid's school, right? And then somewhere in the day, I hear about this Sandy Hook elementary school shooting, uh, which was a devastating news, first of all. But then I also heard that a really good online friend of mine uh, she had a niece and nephew, and one of them, um, you know, lost their lives in that shooting. So uh, it just gives me the shivers when I think back to that. Um, and we were a big online community. We continue to be a huge online community of friends. You know, we were all bloggers. And it just shook us that, um, that, 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 you know, that that incident hit so close to us. Um, and... And, and I was, I think I was almost depressed for a while because I used to sit and try to work in the room and then I would look outside and see my kids school. And then, you know, just, just knowing that life is so vulnerable and, and incidents like this. Um, and, and so all of us in that community, you know, some of us had this conversation about like, hey, how do we get over something like this? And then one of my friends who was coming to a conference that I was going to in March um, in Dallas was like, Hey, I'm running a race. If you want, you know, I can share like this couch to half marathon race plan. And why don't we do that? It will be a really great way for us to, you know, get on, uh, get on board and then start 
living life again. And I said, why not? Why not? I will do anything, you know, to to really get past that. Um, and that really was that moment, right? Like just just being in that place where I didn't know how to get out of and then having a friend help me help me like find a way with like an actual plan. And then, of course, my kids were old enough where on the weekends I could say, hey, like until it's 7.30 on the clock, just don't come outside. So, you know, before they would wake up, I could tell my husband and then go out for a run. So that was the starting point. And the Dallas Rock and Roll race was my first race. I absolutely had no idea what to expect, but I knew that this was the only way I could, you know, climb out of that depressing cave that I was in. Yeah. And yeah, and I haven't stopped running since then. That's amazing. And it's amazing that you were able to, dig deep and channel what you were feeling into something so positive and it stayed with you for 10 years as you said right it's just taken on um, its own meaning Uh, how has it evolved since then what's been the an achievement that you're most proud of wow you know I think I'm most proud of just hitting that 10-year mark Mm -hmm. like I know some people run for the medals, some people run for different things, but I've learned that consistency, you know, just just being able to do it day after day after day is a big deal. So I'm honestly like really proud of the fact that I've done it for 10 years. I've enjoyed it. I've sustained, you know, running. I haven't had crazy injuries. And I can see myself doing this, you know, until I drop dead. So I'm, I'm really, really proud of that consistency, being able to maintain that. Um, and I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. Um, so I really, I really think I should. So, so I'm definitely proud of that. Um, and of course, you know, every single year I, I kind of set my own goals. So, um, uh, and, and I, try to stop and give myself credit for that. You know, whether I tell anybody else or not, I, I have like, I have my book right here. Uh, you know, my, and then in my journal, I definitely list out like, Hey, I did this this month. So I have small things I'm proud of, but again, going back to it, I think the, just the consistency of doing it year after year, uh, pushing myself to go a little bit further, you know, every year um, and not burning and doing it in a way where I'm not burning out, I'm not getting injuries. And I definitely don't feel like, you know, I've left my kids and family on the wayside. In fact, I think my journey has been inspiring for my kids. So lots of little things to be proud of, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's putting it all together. That's that's an amazing part. I remember I looked through your Instagram and there was this... Um, one post you had that said, cause you got to do what makes you happy. And that was like, yes, that's absolutely, you're hitting the point, right? You've, I could just imagine you, you know, getting out there in the morning. You run regularly in Rancho, is it? I mean, it's- yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and, and it's so true. You know, I started running to get out of this hole I was in, right? Yeah. But I continue running because running gives me back Yeah, yeah. Uh, things that I never imagined it would like, uh, yeah, I run on, on, I run mostly in Rancho yeah. uh, because it's a misdemeanor. 
do you want to tell us where Rancho is or what Rancho is? <laughs> yeah, Rancho San Antonio is a trail system in um, Cupertino where I live. And it uh, takes exactly seven minutes. I drive out there. It takes exactly seven minutes from my door to the parking lot there. So, um, but, and and it's, a, you know, pretty massive like trail system. If people know the area that those trails connect to Black Mountain, you can connect to all the peninsula trails from there. So you could do, you could do a hundred miles out there if you wanted. Um, but then I go there every day again because you know consistency matters and so I don't try to do crazy things I just go there I run um I depending on the day I run different uh trails and um different elevations different pieces whatever you know my heart feels like um if I'm on a program of course I follow that but there's all kinds of trails there very very friendly and pretty safe so that's where I go run yeah Yeah, and, and it makes me super happy you know it it um it's such an important part of my day um and my week and uh definitely gives me back so much like I started to run to feel I was like, oh, and I can't be this depressed. I need something else. But now I need it for, on a day-to-day basis to keep me happy and healthy. Um, and it's, you know, I think everybody in this community does some sport, right? Uh, it just, it's inexplicable because you go, you do something and you come back. You cannot not smile, right? Yes. Um, and especially if there's nature for me just seeing that sunset, just seeing the trees and seeing different lights. It's the lighting is just, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I spoke to you the last time we talked, uh, you talked a little bit about goals, the way you set your goals. And it struck me that what you were saying is just a masterclass in goal setting. You know, like you mentioned, Rao, you, you go to a trail that's nearby. You can do it every day. So it's, it's not something daunting that you do every day, but yet you're moving towards a bigger goal you set for yourself every time. And every time you keep moving the goal too, right? Do you want to tell us how that process works for you? How do you come up with these goals? Yeah, it's a loaded question, right? <laughs> like, how do you come up with goals? How do you kind of keep moving towards it? But then um, again, the answer I think is simplicity. Um, you know, the and I can give some examples, but uh, the first thing is just, it's just getting out there and doing things to build enough awareness to know what is a realistic goal and what is a stretch goal, right? So, um, and that that changes every year. Some years you might have a bad year, some months might be bad months, you might have an injury. But I think what is super important, first of all, to even get on the path of goal setting is just having that awareness. Like nobody else can set goals for us. Uh, they can inspire us towards something, but then we are responsible for like, you know, knowing can we do it, right? So, so um and I'll give an example of like this year I had, I wanted to do Boston marathon, but I also wanted to do some ultra races. Right. Um, and, and it's been a year of learning, Like It starts with first, just going out. Um, actually let's even take my very first race, right? The very first half marathon 
started with a very simple plan. Like you get out and then you start running a mile a day and then three miles on the weekends. I still remember that. It was a 12-week plan, right? So the first and most important thing is like when you set a goal, have a plan to reach the goal, right? Right. So you can... And if you cannot work backwards from that goal to a plan where you are today, it's a non-goal already, right? Um, So when I said that, okay, I'll run that half marathon in 12 weeks, and my friend gave me the plan of starting at one mile, I was like, okay, I told her, "Just, just let's just pause. I will see if I can run one mile a day for a week, and I'll see if I can do that three mile, you know on the weekend. So I think goal setting starts with being honest and saying like, okay, I'll set this tentative goal and let me test out if the starting point of the plan is actually where I am. And that's where that self-awareness starts. Um, And honestly, like we shouldn't, you know, ego, ego, peer pressure, all these things that mess up with that, right? So I'm very focused on like, oh, where am I today? Can I go with this? So that's where that's where it started for that half marathon for me. Um, and I was very amused. I didn't have a watch, anything. I, t- I think I told you that. I would go run around the block. And then a week later, I realized, oh my gosh, I was not running a mile. I was running 0.75 miles, <laughs> you know? And then I was like, oh my gosh, does, does, does this mean I can't hit my, my goal? Um, but then, you know, that was a small thing, but, but that's what I mean. Just being realistic, having a goal and having a work back plan from there and knowing you can start, you know, where you are and actually reach that makes it achievable goal. And I think the mistake that a lot of people make is that they set goals and they don't have a plan for like, oh, can I actually do that? Um, based on where I am today. So I would say like set smaller goals rather than big goals. Because, you know, for me, it was like, sure, I'm going to run that half marathon. But I was super excited about reaching that six mile point. I'm going to run a six mile loop today, you know, and reaching that point was a big thing. So really knowing and celebrating those milestones along the way is super important. Um, so yeah, I think I think when it comes down to it, keeping having a goal that's achievable, having a work back plan, knowing where we are today and go, you know, being able to go there and setting small goals because we all have so much going on in life, right? Um yeah, so after that and just to extend it, right? After that half marathon, I was like, "Oh wow, this is pretty nice, but I'm not sure I enjoy it so much because to do it, make it to have sustainable goal, you have to enjoy it. And the streets, you know, I was getting knee bursitis, like behind my knees, I would get swelling. And I was like, oh, I I don't think I can sustain that. And then somebody said trails are really good for, you know, for legs and and they're less stressful than sidewalk. And then I did trails for a few weeks. And then I said, oh, I I really love this. And now, now, you know, now it's time for me to set my next goal. So really just being mindful, I think is, is really important. And once you do that long enough, um, you know, you kind of can set more complex goals, like people do triathlons and, you know, I've done a couple and that's really complex because you have three sports. Yeah. 
or what I'm trying to do now is do like fast races, marathons, but also ultra marathons, which is, which I'm figuring it out, honestly. So that's complex as, as well, right? Figuring out how do you break the year down? And my plan is to first half of the year focus on speed and then use that speed training to do longer runs. Wow. But we'll see. That's great. You you have you map out a whole year, not just races, but also how you want to move through the year in terms of your abilities. Yeah, I think it's personality, right? Some people register for races and then they plan their year based on races. Yeah. I I'm a mom. I'm very my career minded. Uh, so yeah. I, I map my life. Yeah. And then I see what races, um, you know, come along the way yeah. because, because I don't like to register for races and then cancel because it, it affects my confidence, you know, like, like it feels like, oh, I'm setting a goal without really having my heart in it. So I map out my whole year and I like, okay, this is, you know, this is what my first part looks like. And then I space out races in a way that's more achievable with some level of flexibility. Again, because Sandhya, my goal is not medals. Yeah. It's great. Like medals show me where I am, but my goal is consistency, like really running until I drop dead and enjoying it, right? <laughs> so that's that's my North Star. So I'm always trying to make sure I have a plan where I can run throughout the year, but also push myself like every month, every every month, every quarter, every year, I'm asking like, hey, what am I doing that I've never done before mm. in my in my running, you know, career or running experience? And I'm putting something down there that makes me feel like I'm pushing that and that's important for me you know it's it's I do it for myself oh so there's a little bit of discomfort 100 percent 100 percent because if we're not growing then we're actually regressing right like and and I optimize for learning it's fascinating the body anybody who's thinking about running or any sports I will just say like the journey is worth it just to discover how much our bodies can do, mm. right? Like during the pandemic, uh, it was it was April and we all got our vaccinations, right? We, we scheduled our first shot and then in June, we were going to have a second shot. And I was so excited. It was April and I was like, oh my gosh, like what race am I going to do now? And because I had been running a lot during the pandemic, I chose the first Boston qualifier, mm-hmm. you know, that was upcoming. It was in Utah. And I was like, okay, I would have gotten my second shot. I would have had a couple of weeks. And so maybe I should try to run a Boston qualifier race. And my base level of fitness, again, going back to goals, right? Yeah. I set that goal and I thought it was it was a hard goal, but not, 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 not achievable. Mm. Because I had already the level of fitness that you would have, you know, at week eight of like a 16 week marathon training plan, right? So I knew I had that level of fitness and I could start with a plan that starts, you know, I could take a plan and I could start at week eight and then I could have my COVID shots and then I could go do this race and Running the race was great, but if I qualified for Boston, like why not, right? So, so yeah, yeah. So I I did that, and and 
ended up qualifying right during the the pandemic so yeah so we can so that was life i mean so many unknowns during pandemic year right but as soon as i find a window yeah. i set a goal um and then like it's almost like opportunistic like snag a goal okay yeah let's do it let's see what what i can get from it um it keeps me realistic lets me be a parent lets me be flexible you know for my work and then and then really make the most of everything yeah yeah absolutely um it's it's striking me is really about the balance right and you done it you've mentioned you are in, you work in technology um you are a mom you you're career minded as you mentioned and you have running on the side but you you somehow managed to put it all together um how what's your trick to balance it all there's never i don't think there's something called balance right again i'm so like i'm all about goals and how i would achieve them i think <laughs> so um and you know at the in december during vacation the family we just sit down and we do these vision boards actually oh, we've done this for like 10 years since the kids were really little and it was it was a it was my trick to understand like hey where do we take vacations or for the birthdays what could i get them it started like that but just really making a plan as a family coming together so i still do that end of the year i do like vision boarding we just look back we talk about hey what fun things did we do this year what all did we achieve and then what do we want to do this coming year right so um we i have that plan but it's very clear that there's no balance you know on a given day there's there's not really balance on a given week there's not really balance but you can negotiate balance you know yeah. because because like you're saying i am i'm not willing to let go of some of my goals and i want to teach my kids that like you have it's important so when i say like hey i want to run this race i schedule it i put it on everybody's calendar and i know that you know i tell my husband you can't travel because this is you know so so in 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 a sense there is it's not really balanced it's really about prioritizing and just making sure what drops off rather than trying to balance everything right um and yeah i work at microsoft i changed my job a few months ago so it's you know the onboarding and just the stress this a new job is a lot so i said well I can't plan any race real race in the summer because uh, you know I can't sustain that level of stress on both sides. So yes and I don't I honestly think <laughs> there is no balance. It's all a negotiation, you know, with ourselves um and with the family but also really explicitly discussing with the kids with the family like what is really really important to me yeah. and what is really important to them and making sure we just there's no balance but making sure those things that are important to each of us doesn't fall off right amazing like a list of non negotiables or vision exactly right and that that makes it so much easier for everyone 100% 100% like last week a friend of ours um he did john muir trail 
you know, he hiked the 250 miles and I had committed to going and doing the last day with him and bringing him back. So it was like, yes, we didn't even know which day was going to be his last day. So we had to be a little flexible, right? And that took a lot of like preparing. It was my daughter's birthday on the 8th. And so I got back at 9 a.m., but it was a lot of preparing. It was about like making sure my husband doesn't travel, you know, two or three days, like he's he kept it completely open. We have no social obligations. And that let me completely stress-free, right? I just went with a couple of friends, hiked with him and came back. And it was, and, and it was my daughter's birthday. I wanted to come before she left for school at 7 a.m., but it, with traffic, right? Um, we ended up coming at 9 a.m. And she was fine. She was like, oh my gosh, yeah, you made it. You know, it's so... I think it's really important to communicate and over communicate and own what is important to us and make sure the important people in our lives know about it. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes fun, right? Because we're opt- I'm optimizing for fun and I'm optimizing for doing this long term. So um, yeah, so and it's it everything is so joyous when we do that. Like in for Boston Marathon, the it was spring break, the kids came. It was it was a lot of fun, you know. Um, You're setting an example for your kids because they see you valuing what's important to you, making sure that happens. And I can see how they might take those lessons for themselves going forward. That's the hope, right? Sandhya, <laughs> like, you know, when we think about um, my kids, again, for context, they're both high schoolers. My younger one just um started high school this year right I have two girls and when they were little I used to take them for hikes and I used to tell them stories um and if anybody has done Rancho there's a PG&E loop that's nine miles when they were eight years old I made them do that nine mile loop and they, they were so mad they were so angry that you know they, they they climbed up they didn't realize that it would be so long coming down so we were all like quite exhausted and they were really unhappy and that day I made up my mind and said I'm never going to force them you know I'm always going to take I'm, the, the whole idea is for them to enjoy it I will push them a little bit but I will I, I will stop you know, I'll know where to stop. And and that day I decided my journey and their journey is different. You know, as a parent, I want to give them exposure, but I will never force them onto things. And that strategy has worked well because, you know, right now, both my girls are runners. My younger oh, one, is, you. yeah, my younger one is in cross country and uh, she will hate me for saying this, but she plays first in her league last weekend. Um, and, and, you know, um, and varsity and and it's she loves it and she's enjoying it my older one is different she doesn't do these you know fast races but she's going to do a half marathon and full marathon this year so they have their they they kind of set up set their own goals and then they they do their thing and i know they're proud of me they they see me as an inspiration but at the same time um 
I try not to lecture them. You know, my my younger one, she's in cross country. She has a coach, so she knows what she's doing. But then it's interesting. She will come and give me some details. And she's like, we did intervals yesterday and I did this, you know, and, and I listen. So I think as parents, kids watch and learn. Yeah. And as we all know, they don't listen. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. so, so I feel pretty passionately about like, hey, you know, why shouldn't I do? Why shouldn't I live my life uh, and let them live theirs? And in the meantime, if I can inspire them, why not? And it seemed like it's definitely seems like it's it's worked well, and I'm super excited. My dream for 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 my kids, you know, was to become readers. Was for them to have something that they can fall back on when life gets hard. And so, you know, I worked really hard to make them readers when they were young. And then now, of course, with my running, I feel like as life gets hard and they go leave home, they should have something to fall back on. So I'm just excited that if they have a hard day, now they know they can sit and read a book or they can go out and run and then they will feel good, right? Um, So yeah, I I feel like that part of the job is done. I can't really make them do anything else right right yeah the best way to teach kids is to model the behavior yourself so yeah 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 and for some time and that's my advice for anybody you know that wants to go out and run it feels really hard we feel guilty when kids are little because we feel like we should be there all the time but I promise you, like, they will be fine for 30 minutes. Like, we should just go out, get a run in and come back. Because everything is a cycle. That guilt thing is a cycle. And will eat us up. And in the end, we will have lost, like, weeks. And we wouldn't have done anything for ourselves. But really, just just, just leave your kids and go. They'll be fine for 30 minutes. There's no need for, like, feeling guilty. Do things for ourselves. And then in the long run, they will they'll be far more inspired. That's amazing. Yeah. What else do you do to keep running? Do you follow a nutrition regimen? Do you do strengthening? What's what does your routine look like? Now you're forcing me to talk about my age. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm 47 years old, right? Um, And my kids laugh about this all the time, because they're like, Oh my gosh, you did you did a 20 mile trail run and your body's hurting. Oh my gosh, when I'm 47, is recovery so, is going to be so hard. <laughs> um, but that is the truth. I think, you know, um, as as I have aged, even in the last 10 years, I just realized like I need to invest time in staying strong and making sure I'm fit. Uh, I don't need, I don't need. I do yoga every day. I do strength um, and yoga both for stretch and strength. Um, And then, you know, I wish I could swim more because swimming is really great for recovery, uh, but I don't swim as often. But um, and then I have like a stationary bike. Right. But but yoga is something I do every single day. Um, Again, I don't need it to go do that run but I needed to be able to recover from runs. I needed to be able to prevent injury and I need need it so that I can keep consistency in my running. So um, definitely that I would highly, highly recommend 
that and and nothing crazy right like very simple set of like um yoga poses along with some surya namaskara that's that's all like i do um that's on the on kind of the regimen on the on the physical side um on on food you know i i i aspire to to eat clean um and anybody that you know you know and everybody knows that when you go for like a crazy run and come back like the biggest issue is that you'll just eat anything in sight right um so um i will you know i try to eat clean i'm most i'm pescatarian so i will eat like uh, mostly unprocessed food and i try to have this um i eat fruit for breakfast salad for lunch um and then i will um then one cooked meal right so i feel like at least if i have fruit for breakfast and salad for lunch um you know sometimes i will put some hot sabzi in my salad because i love you know i like being indians i think we want that warm food so i i have some hacks like that but i try to eat as much raw food as possible and i have seen that you know i'm lactose intolerant i'm gluten intolerant so and i have seen that it just keeps my inflammation low right um sometimes you feel bloated all of that and when you put a lot of stress on your body your body's just feeling like it's it's being attacked so you feel inf- inflamed and so if you eat foods that your that your body doesn't like then you're just making it harder to recover so as you can see everything is like everything i optimize for is like oh can i recover and and how good do i feel to run the next day so um so i try to kind of maintain that but nothing nothing crazy even before i started to run i was always lactose intolerant you know so i always i never had a lot of milk um but then now i try to keep you know i haven't had it for a bit but one egg a day mm-hmm. and then um everything else is like vegetarian and mostly unprocessed food with dinner cooked meal right um the other you know i'm i'm kind of a, a snob when it comes to um when it comes to food and fuel and all of that right i feel like there's this big industry around like all these gels and everything and in some ways um sure i like fresh food but i also feel like again going back to it it's it's so simple like you're running and you just need some simple foods to give you energy right um so especially on the fuel side for several years i tried to use these gels and everything and then i just stopped um i make my own you know i make my own fuel um i make some date almond chia balls which is nothing but grinding everything and mixing it up i make banana halwa with chia which is literally indian banana halwa you know but you just and and then i that's what i ran my boston marathon with oh wow yeah so we don't, you don't need you don't need a lot yeah. um a lot of these races is about being just aware and fueling before you feel like before it's too late right rather than a lot of fuel so i t- i take that banana halwa i take you know salts uh because a lot of times also we think the body needs food but really just need some salts and then um with with that you know 
I'm all set. In fact, for Boston Marathon, it's a funny story. Um, I, you know, I was, we, we go to Boston, right from California. So I flew there and I took all my banana halwa, everything like, you know, kept it. And then previous day, I'm getting everything set out and I look and it's all spoiled. Oh. So my husband is so sweet. He runs to the store, corner store, brings banana. Because what do I do? I haven't trained with anything else. Like, how do oh I run gosh, 26? Right. Yeah, how do I run 26 miles at like this 8.15, 8.20 pace, right? And then, so he goes quickly, gets bananas. We mash it up. And then we're in an Airbnb, thankfully. So oh, thankfully. I was like, how did you finish the cooking? Yeah, so he makes, he makes the banana halwa. But, um, you know, so interesting fun stories but it's not that complex yeah 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 as long as the banana halwa doesn't get spoiled but then we exactly. have, exactly. have to do something <laughs> yeah. about that too um you had mentioned maya what struck me is you always mention it comes down to like your north star which is consistency you mentioned and it's coming down. You're very mindful about, you're listening to your body. What works for you? Is it running on the street or running on the trails? What kind of runs work for you? It all comes down to the you, right? And that could be us too. Each of us has our own, what works for me. And do you, how do you think we should be thinking about, because it's easy, it's easy to look at someone else and say, I want to do the same thing that that person is doing, but it may look very different for each of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so, you know, to me, that's that's super fascinating. Um, and I'll tell you a story because like, um, you know, I have a lot of trail friends, right? And we do long runs sometimes on Saturdays. I don't run very often with people. Uh, because it's just complex scheduling it. And then also that's the other thing. I feel like when I'm running with people all the time, I can't, I don't know how I am feeling. Yeah. And if I stretch myself too much beyond what I should, then I might hurt myself or maybe I'm, I just go too slow because, you know, they're, they, they are at a different pace or I go the wrong distance. So I don't run with, um, with people a lot, but going back to the story, right? Like I was, uh, it was after Boston marathon and I was running with these guys from the community. And then, um, he was like, how do you do it? How do you do, how would you do a race like Boston? You know, like I imagine you have to be really, really passionate about it. Like, don't you have to be super passionate to make it happen? And I was like, I don't think so. I think there has to be a quiet focus. Mm. I, I mean, yes, I'm passionate about running, but when it comes down to it, do actually doing it is about just focus. It's about getting out the door day after day after day. It's about doing that, you know, interval run on a day where you absolutely don't feel like it. It's about just you know, running, digging deep when you're feeling like you just can't do it. Passion doesn't come there. A quiet focus and sense of determination is what comes into play there, right? So so going, you know, I told him that and he was like, 
oh my gosh, I would have never thought about it like that. But that's for me. That's for me, right? I have seen that. But then going back to it, the people who have good races, who have long, who run for the long term, I think you just have to get really good at like two things. One is like, I look at every, I look at people and I get super inspired. Like if somebody wasn't running, you know, three months back and now they're doing a half marathon, it would bring me to tears because I'm like, I know how hard that is. Doing a hundred miler for somebody who does, you know, 50 Ks on a regular basis is not as hard as for somebody who goes from not running at all to doing a half marathon, right? So for me, like inspiration is everywhere. Yeah. And and that I think is the beauty of this community. So getting really, really inspired. But that is different, I think, from converting that inspiration to us actually doing it, which is all about us taking that inspiration saying, what can I learn from it? Oh, wow. Like, what does that mean for me? You know, that comes down to being really self-aware, having realistic goals like we talked about, and then and then making sure that we we really understand how we're feeling. You know, sometimes when you're feeling like crap, like we should tell ourselves it's okay, we don't we don't run today. But then if we're feeling like that for a week, I'll be like, get off your butt and go for a run because you know this is not good for you, right? So being honest, I think, with ourselves and being self-aware is really, really important. Um, all all of my goals have come from they don't come from thin air. They come from seeing other people in the community and being inspired, right? Uh, like last year in November, I paced a friend um, on her 100 miler. I paced her for 30 miles. And then I was like, wow, maybe maybe I can have this on my goal list at some point. I can do a 100 miler, Right. So there's so much inspiration around us, but I do deeply believe that actually getting us doing something comes from just that quiet focus, getting out every day, knowing what we can fit into our lives, being honest with ourselves. Yeah. 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 Does that make make sense? It makes so much sense. It does make sense. Yeah. And you're so right about seeing inspiration all around you. I remember like sometimes when you're running a half marathon or a marathon, you see all kinds of people around you, right? And that itself is fuel for that day, right? You just keep going because someone beside you is you're like, oh, how, if he can do it or she can do it, you know, I can do it too, right? And that keeps going. And and yeah, when you talk about, you know, what am I most proud of? I, I think most about like, what are some moments where this choosing running has changed my life and it it doesn't it has less to do with me it has to do with the stories that I've heard from people you know like my first trail race was in Saratoga like I don't know what I was thinking I didn't even know I just registered for it. it was really hard because I was running road races and then I went and did this trail race and then I came to the finish line I was waiting for a friend of mine who was walking the last few miles and then I'm standing next to this guy who's waiting for his wife, right? And he says, and we just start chatting about, oh, your wife is doing this really great. And he tells me the story about his wife 
barely surviving a stroke she had a year and a half before that, which he was lucky to go home and find her when she'd had the stroke. He took her to the hospital. The doctor said she would never walk. And there she was a year and a half later, Sunday, she was there doing a half marathon on the trails. That moment changed my life. Wow. You know, and I saw her coming and I just like crumbled. I didn't have the words, you know, and, and like that moment, it not only changed my approach to running, it changed my approach to life because whenever you see somebody doing something, you their journey, you can't assume it. Their journey is so different. So whenever I look at any every single person crossing a finish line, I always think of that day and I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what their story is, what their journey is. So I feel like it's really important for us to not compare ourselves. You know, we are all leading our own hard journeys, right? Some, like some people have small kids and I always look and be like, Oh my gosh, that was such a hard phase. So that that fascination, that respect I have for people, I love it. I love it that that this community, you know, all of these stories, like just just amazing. It just keeps me going. It prevents me from having down days where I tell myself, you know, hey, you just changed your job. It's so hard, but you're still getting out there and running. Kudos, like good job. I remind myself, you know. Before, if somebody said, oh, you did a race, great. I'd be like, oh, that's nothing. Now I just pause and say, thank you. Yes. You know, just recognizing the work we're putting into it, celebrating it, celebrating others, I think is so important. Um, My daughter did the half marathon, like um, Yosemite half marathon last year was her first one. Sandhya, she came past the finish line and she was in tears. And I was like, that's, you know, I hugged her and I get, got all emotional. But but that's what, you know, every race, every mile has a different meaning for people, but it's all beautiful. Um, it's just, you know, it's really amazing. And I feel like that running has given me all of that. And it's just, just makes me, in off what the human body can do. I'm so much in off this community. I'm in off every single person gets out and does something. And that's a gift that it keeps on giving, you know, my life. It gives me a perspective that I that I that I just really treasure. That's amazing. And there's so many nuggets of wisdom in our talk. Uh, I don't want to stop, but um, let's do you have a last message for our listeners before we end this conversation? Anything that you want them to take back? You know, again, I will just say, oh my gosh, first of all, we've talked about running, but if there's one message, I will say, just get out and do what makes you happy running, walking, hiking, biking, do something for yourself. Um, You know, do something that gives you good health mentally and physically. Um, We just all owe it to ourselves. So start with start with a five minute run. You know, if running doesn't work, go hiking. That's my message, you know, please just like, especially moms, especially like parents, 
go and do something for yourselves like every single day. Um, I keep thinking like when I had babies, people would say like, oh, you have a newborn. Remember to take five minutes for yourself every day. Like, no, 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 that's not when you have a newborn. That's life advice. You know, please take, please take five minutes, 10 minutes, do something for yourself, stretch yourself, give yourself goals because uh, we just all become better that way. And, and, I, and I hope more people, uh, you know, do that. Wonderful. Such an amazing high note to end on. Thank you, Maya, for your time. Sandhya, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for having me. It was a drive to prove that girls can run the marathon that pushed Catherine. And it was the compelling desire to make sense of the tragedy of Sandy Hook that pushed Maya towards her running journey. But although it is important, it is not enough to have that spark, that first impetus. What is equally important is to find the drive to carry through, to get up each morning through rain or shine and run that race for the day. Setting the goal is important, but so is consistency in keeping to it and the strength that comes with quiet focus. You probably began your new year with some ambitious goals. I know I did. And right now, you might be looking for ways to be consistent in your practice towards achieving those goals. One effective way of achieving consistency in keeping to the goals you set is to build a community that supports you and lifts you up in your journey. The Vibha Bay Area's Half Marathon Training Program the Vibha Striders program does just that. This program is aimed at training runners and walkers at all levels to run the flagship Vibha Dream Mile. It teaches you not just to run the 13.1 miles, but also to become a lifelong athlete, support a cause, and build lasting connections. I am a proud graduate of the program, and I encourage all of you to participate. Info sessions are ongoing. Please look at the episode notes for more information or go to striders.vibha.org. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Vibha Connection produced by the Vibha Bay Area team. Monica Erande, Panna Chaudhary, Yash Dua, Deepak Chandrasekharan, Pramoda Shetty and me, Sandhya Acharya. Vibha is a volunteer-driven social catalyst that seeds, grows, and scales solutions to systemic problems affecting children. Please read more at vibha.org and check our episode notes. Until next time, stay engaged with Vibha Connection.